I'm Kathy Allen. I'm Jasmine. Hi, I'm Ellen. And we have High High Expectations. expectations. Coming up on this episode, we highlight some ace female fronted music that will make your day better and discuss whether it's weird that Kanye has more Grammys than Beyonce. If you enjoy this podcast, please tell all of your friends. I like a lot of female musicians, and I think that it's a time that women in the music industry, they really are thriving, mm-hmm. for lack of a better word. <laughs> and pretty much every band seems to have at least one female musician in it somewhere. Not all, obviously, but it's getting better. The Still classic weird. bass player. The classic bass player. Yeah. It's really weird that it's only one woman. But girl bands were a thing in the 90s, and they weren't really that successful. Whereas now we have a band like Haim, who are a successful all-female band. Yes. Who play instruments, even. And they're good friends with Taylor Swift. And now they've made it. they're friends with Taylor Swift. <laughs> who her, is now a feminist. They're in her squad. Yeah, somebody was saying to me the other day that, you know, if, if they're not a feminist now, they're, not, they're just not going to change their mind. And I said, well, Taylor Swift did. Anyone can. <laughs> Do you remember that? And tell us what you say. I don't want to be associated with being a feminist. I don't remember that. I will. Now she's recently said that she takes back what she previously said. What about Meryl Streep? Has she changed her mind? Apparently she's a humanist. Oh, mm. I haven't heard anything about Meryl Streep changing her mind. Oh, that's really mm. frustrating. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, Who knows? We have hope. I was listening to the Dandy Music Classic Hour this morning. What is that? It's a music podcast that I don't listen to very often because they review albums but over like two hours and I can't be bothered. Wow. That's wow, that's, that's a dance. marathon. But this morning they had a part one of their special of the top 12 female vocal performances of the, of the 90s where they were saying that, I think they were suggesting that in the 90s that's the decade that the female-fronted bands or the female voice in music really took hold as being the dominant voice. Yeah. Like, it was always like the pop stars in the 60s and 70s and 80s, but the 90s is when it was like the singer songwriter woman was like the big thing. Well, a lot of sports the big yep. seller. Yep. And they were kind of right. Do you think that the rise of um, music videos, which started in the 80s, really helped that? Because you would have had, you know, iconic bands like the Spice Girls putting across a feminist message and using videos to be able to reach all ages. Definitely. Yeah. And it made it made the artists more iconic because people could see them and the way they kind of dressed and the way they moved. And of course, yeah. Of course I'm not. I'm classic dance moves. Skipping and... all the 80s female. Well, <laughs> Madonna. Madonna, I'm just Madonna about, yeah. would probably be oh, one of the first. Yeah. Yeah. I just like like a Cindy Lauper type artist. Yeah, with a really distinctive look that, yeah. that grabbed people mm-hmm. and, made, and made them think it's an image this right? is an image that maybe I want to pay attention to this image yeah. and see what she's got to say Yeah, it's still so strange though because what you're painting is a picture of um, a positive look on women and it is actually kind of more backward with what you're saying with the videos and things like that yeah, now that on. there's so much exposure to YouTube um, and the internet and, and Twitter and, and all of the all of the medias. Take churches for example with Lauren Maybury. She's had a, a really horrible time coming up against all of the sexist comments and nastiness that have, that has happened on the internet. Particularly with 4chan. They say a lot of nasty things about her on there. To the point where she's actually spoken out about it on her Twitter. Oh man. Really? Yes. You haven't heard about that? No. I've heard that she gets it really hard like 
or in any of the church's video clips, they either say, oh, what is she doing? She's so stupid. Or they say, oh, I, I want to sexually objectify her. Insert <laughs> expression yeah. here. Just every single comment is something sexually, sexually objectifying or incredibly insulting. And that's all aimed at Lauren. Um, which doesn't make any sense because, she's, yeah, she's a kick-ass musician. Yeah. And I, it's just very strange. I think it's got a lot to do with, I actually have no idea what it's got to do She's quite feminine. I'm just going to say that. And I think femme women get a lot of discrimination. And people think that they they can be easily subjugated. And obviously Laura Mabry has proven that she will speak out against it. She won't just be silenced by it. But I think that she gets a lot of that because when she's attractive, but that's no excuse for ever no. sexually objectifying no. somebody. And two, because she's quite feminine. And I feel that there's a lot of backlash against women making music or being successful in music. Who appear to be the delicate female. Yes. Right? Yeah. Yes. I still yeah. think that there's a lot of sexism and backlash about women in music. Definitely is. Yeah. yeah. I know she used to get a lot, of, a lot of stick in the music media for being kind of boring on stage. Like she would just stand there singing. Yeah, but the song. would you ever say that about a man? No. No. Like you'd you, say you, that he had a great stage yeah. performance, or you'd just say he yeah. was. You don't expect them to be dancing around. If you do, if they do dance around, it's somehow annoying, and they're not like a legit artist. Then yes, like a... I've never ever yeah. heard somebody described as boring on stage if they're a man. I mean, that's just that would yeah. just be their signature style. So there was a video where she performed on I don't know, the Tonight Show or something, and she was moving around the stage, and it was described as like a literal performance totally on fire and she was moving around and it was so exciting and the reason for pushing the video was that Lauren was moving around the stage I think that you music. I yeah. think that as a woman um, in the music industry you get watched a lot yeah I think people are watching your every move and that's what comes along with it that's something you have to accept I guess people expected her to entertain them as well yeah because she's the front as well yeah, yeah. She does have a great stage presence. I mean, we saw churches at Laneway, and we were quite far back in the crowd, but you could see, like, the glitter around her eyes. Oh, yeah. was ref- really bright and reflecting. Definitely. Well, all of those comments criticising her stage presence is all to do with live performance. It's not talking about their actual quality as musicians, yeah. is her it? Her voice was amazing. Oh, yeah. Really carried well. Why are people more concerned with the performance aspect of it rather than the music of it? Or is it are the expectations just really high? Sorry. Send the podcast. People just expect everything nowadays. You not only have to be a good musician, but you have to be kick ass on stage, you have to dance around, you need to be different. Like how the hell are you gonna be different when there's so much exposure out there on the internet? Anyone can put a video up, make their own music. You know, you're not gonna be entirely unique. No one is entirely unique. Just for everyone at home, Kathy's putting her arms out. Gesticulating. She's gesticulating. She's she's annoying. She's doing a, a big kind of come at me, bro, kind of gesture. Come at me, bro. I love come you at this me. much. Femme discrimination. I'm going to be talking much. about this later on to call back, but the other way around. Warning. Awesome. Call, call. It's a warning. Future warning. Call back. Warning. <laughs> <laughs> well, actually, yeah. It just I haven't really read too many reviews about this, but it just makes me think. You know, it, it makes me think about. Um, Purity Ring in a different way because Megan James, who is one half of Purity Ring, can't remember the name of the guy that performs with her. Who um, is? Hmm? 
Who cares? Who cares? This um, isn't about guys. This is about the girls. band is amazing, but yeah, Megan James is um, a shorter woman. She's quite petite, and you know she has this image of being what I can expect people would say is cute, and that in itself is also discrimination against feminine women, isn't it? Because it's been like, oh, she's so cute. Look so, at her. She's so ethereal. You know, she's dancing around. You know, it's all about her image. Just also because I come from a personal standpoint as well. I'm always called cute because I'm short. So, you know, I can't ever be considered to be powerful or, or strong because my appearance is... Which is... Delicate. Yeah, which is... Unfortunately. One of those odd things when you know you well because you have some amazing fire. And when you're like... Got full fire rage. You're a pretty big force. Yeah, it's like it's like short man syndrome, but <laughs> but not but not. You know how like short men. Yeah, like they always have such good personalities. <laughs> I'm not trying to be like, oh, you know, he's got a nice personality. I'm just actually saying I feel like yeah. shorter people are, have big personalities because people can yeah. a lot of the, to them. And a lot of the more famous. Like male frontmen are quite short. Trent Reznor. Yeah. Trent Reznor. We're talking about women, Jasmine. I know. But, but Trent Reznor. Yeah. <laughs> Megan James, mm. she creates all of her own costumes. Yeah. But so and, there's, cool. and there's a lot about female autonomy mm. that is brushed over. And that should be recognised that women musicians that are coming out are really taking control of their own oh, image. Yeah, definitely. Such as Grimes, for example, who produces her own music, but is constantly just forgotten that she produces her own music. And often people say, oh, somebody else must do what you're producing for it. All of her own image, direction of their own, her own videos, all of that is done by her. And I think that there is a real push for women to take control of everything to do with constructing their own image. To say, there's no one behind me. There's no one that's... I'm not just a... I'm not just a voice. I'm not just, you know, a front woman. I really am a musician. I'm really taking... And they have to... Uh, they have to put that across. They have to make that argument. It's really empowering. Even someone like Bjork suffers that same fate where people attribute a lot of the production on her albums to Arka, who's like a famous producer that she's worked with, but he hasn't been doing that much musically on her albums. He's just been tweaking things here and there. Oh. And the bulk of it is done by Bjork. People just gloss over that. They're like, oh, she's got some great lyrics this time, and isn't Arka's production amazing? And there's some articles when the last album came out that she was explaining that, actually, no, I did. This. Women musicians always have to do that. Yeah. They always have to say, me. actually, I produced my own album. Why would you assume somebody else did? Mm. I mean, I get the musicians do have producers, but the fact that they don't, you can't even fact check their articles and they just immediately assume yeah. a man produced it. Mm. Again, just another. And I have just one more point about sexism, and it's about very topical Beyonce. She recently yes. put out an album and everybody's gone crazy about it. Mm-hmm. So I feel like Beyonce is a really, 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 really big deal. Mm-hmm. And I was looking at something the other day that was saying how many Grammys she has in comparison to Jay-Z and Kanye. A lot less. Not that Grammys really mean anything. Still representation no. of how the public sees her. And... Yeah, it's just interesting. I just feel like Beyonce, I never would have thought that she would have had less awards than Jay-Z or Kanye West, but she does. 
I mean, maybe that's just my strange perception of the world. Maybe Jay-Z and Kanye West are a bigger deal. But to be honest, I, like I think I've listened to Jay-Z almost never. I, I listen to Kanye West occasionally, but I, th- I find Beyonce inescapable. And she's totally. also very much a, a part of that establishment. She's very much part of the mainstream. And the Grammys is the ultimate mainstream music yeah. awards. Her image makes more of an impact than those two artists. Yeah, well, yes, potentially. And yet she has less awards than them. Doesn't make I just think it's really strange. They make different music, though. It's not like a genre-for-genre genre comparison. But like then the... that would suggest that rap, rather than gender, rap is favoured by the Grammys. Like Maybe Jay-Z and Kanye have an easier ride because they're definitely rap music. Whereas Beyonce is, it's more pop R&B, maybe a rap here and there. Right. But she's, she just make rap albums. And there'd be so much competition as yeah. well. And then obviously Kanye West and Jay-Z are leading in their field in that particular genre. There's a lot of competition for those pop awards. They will pop, they will cross over to pop as well. Yes. That's a good point. Mm. Are you trying to say Mm. that they're all classed under the same umbrella anyway, though? Because the the Grammys wouldn't be separated by genre of music, right? So they're all up against each other. Is that what you're trying to say? They have some very vague genre separations. But, but particularly more in like... Hold on, didn't Lord win like Best Rock Album? Oh no, that was the mm. MTV, I think. Yeah, some, sometimes people like, get nominated in some rather... Well, that's, that's how ridiculous those those shows are. <laughs> I mean, it's like in the Oscars, the Martian won Best Comedy. So, you, when it comes to the Grammys, so would Jay-Z and Beyonce and who else, Kanye, all be up against each other? Or no? In some... In some awards, yes, because the best video, maybe yeah, best video, like oh. best record, best album. Well, surely they'd all just but have not a fair like best I don't understand. Oh, okay. Yes, I would have thought. Forgive me yeah. if I'm wrong, but if Beyonce was up against Jay Z or Kanye West, she would win. Yeah, I think she would. I think she would too. But you're right. So maybe they're just all separated off into different. Who knows? Who knows how that works out? And it might not be a gender yeah. thing. I'm, so... I'm, I'm very ignorant on this. I try to stay Who out cares of about the Grammys. Yeah. Like, I care. I care about music. But you know, I don't really care she's about making Grammys. an impact without the awards. She doesn't need yes, the awards. Yes, exactly. Like pop culture. Yeah, pop, pop culture. Devastation. So, what what are your favourite female musicians, Gabby? I've been obsessed by the band Austra, which is A U S T R A. Um, just in case you don't know, uh, for years now they have been my soundtrack for all of my university years. Walking home late at night have a lot of memories associated with them they helped me through some really hard times like a breakup um and i still listen to their music and absolutely love it um and it's fronted by a woman who i do not know the name of who has a very um haunting voice and it has a lot of great harmonies and synth aspects and i'm not doing it justice right now yeah really kick-ass powerful music it's very emotional and heavy it is very emotionally heavy that That is that is the way i describe myself is the way i describe the music i like i'd say them and the other band who is fronted by fema who's had a similar influence on me but only recently has been purity ring because they are just brilliant also the majority of the bands i like i'm sorry i'm not listing them right now um are fronted by female musicians possibly because i aspire to sound like them one day and i would love to be able to sing like them but i do really i, I don't know you, you, i'm getting into a bit of a discussion of like preference of sound at the moment um but i really find uh female bands and a lot of femininity in music empowering and 
I want to. Yeah. yeah. I want to also just make a point though. This is a total tangent, but at lame wet because we're talking about gender, which could be a fucking huge discussion. I just want to say Shamir is bloody awesome, and because we're talking about gender, my brain is also like knocking on the door and saying, "Hang on a second, if you want to talk about gender fluidity, that is an awesome band to mention." So check out Shamir because there were some awesome messages put across by that band, and I just loved it. Love seeing it. it was really. Um, shows the progression of the times, so that's for sure. A great point. That's a really fun set. Yeah, that was fantastic. I really like them. Bad acoustics. Bad acoustics. <laughs> Bad acoustics, but they brought the energy. We should, we should point oh, out that Austria is fronted by Katie Stalmanis. Thank you, Jasmine. So they used to have twin vocalists. Tassio Mancy. They are sisters. I got obsessed with them for a bit um, because they joined Austria for a little while and they have gorgeous music out there. Yeah, just oh, that's what I'm going to say about it. I'll follow up on your purity ring mm-hmm. mentions by adding that when we saw that laneway, I didn't know a lot of purity ring. I'd heard the album kind of just in the background and not really paid attention, but they put on a really engaging show. Mm. The lighting was incredible and just the really Gorgeous. subtle kind of movements within the lights really caught your attention, which somehow made the vocals even know really well, really easy to focus on and kind of feel them really well that makes sense that's cool that you say you felt them like yeah. what, what did you think about their music as um like coupled with this really strong stage presence i i felt that it was far more familiar to me than i expected it to be because i realized that the some of the the beats or some of the melodies had like sunk into my head over time without realizing it and it was a really a surprisingly emotional performance Cool. It's great. That's nice. And I came away listening to Purity Ring a lot more because of that. Awesome. What's your, what are your other bands that you like? Hello Darlin, <laughs> which is a band from England that also has an Australian singer. And they've got three albums out. I just find their lyrics very, like on the first listen, they've got that kind of acute accent thing going on and very kind of indie pop folk kind of thing. But I just find the melodies and some of the lyrics really relatable and engaging. And then I just like just walking along, listen to them. And I feel all these things. They remind me of people. They make me want to meet people. And they're really not that well known. And I think that they should be. <laughs> but I, I found them in like a in like a Spotify radio station or something. And I just was immediately grabbed. I thought this is a great band. I've mentioned them to people a lot over the years here and there. Uh, they don't get that kind of forced on people. Good to know. And, yeah. Hello, darling. That's my first band. Kate Nash is one of my musical patron saints, I guess you could say. <laughs> I mean, she's not like a front woman of a band, but she's a self-described badass bitch from hell. And she really captures moods and feelings and her lyrics. And they're quite everyday kind of speech lyrics sometimes or they're just really piercingly great emotion grabs and I can listen to those songs over and over again and sometimes they make me dance, sometimes they make me mope and kind of feel sad but it's always an enriching experience Cool. and I hope she has a new album come out soon because I love me some Kate Nash <laughs> look through my list and the first six are women including Bjork and Beach House female Beach front House is. And Bats for Lashes, mm. Aldous Harding is a New Zealand. Oh, yeah. 
and Courtney Barnett's in there. I'm just, I'm just naming, I'm just naming people now. Fiona Apple. I know, put that on there, and I haven't listened to it yet. <laughs> Do you like Fiona Apple? Her singles over the years have really grabbed me, particularly the song I Know. Yeah, I've heard a lot of people say that's good. It's an amazing song. I've heard it compared to an artist, another artist you really like. Is it Tori Amos? No, Tori Amos is another great one. Yeah. She hasn't been that kind of mainstream in the 2000s. She has, but to a, a more limited sense. Yeah. But she was huge in the 90s, for sure. And she's really good at capturing a mood. Some of her covers just really make me excited. She has a, a fantastic cover of Radiohead's Karma Police. Nice. Which starts off being a reasonably straightforward cover, but this towards the end it just kind of takes on this Tori Amos twist, and it's really great. Those are the best covers. Yeah, and she and she's got maybe two covers covers albums out now, and they're really fantastic. Cool. She, she doesn't just like cut, play a song; she makes it her own. You're good at selling bands. I feel mm. very soft. I'm really into lower lower dens. Mm. I believe they're called. I was about to prompt you on that actually. Um. And female fronted again, I believe. I'm really into that album. Every single song I think is really good, and I don't say that often about many albums. Mm-hmm. And I looked up the video clip for one of them, and it was yeah, I can think like all these like crazy like queer implications, and it was uh, the, this woman and the front woman was wearing a suit, and it was very cool, and that's something I can definitely get behind. I don't know, it's just like, it's a really good sound, it's very 80s, and I, I think I like music that's really 80s, I honestly thought it just sounded so cruisy and just old, but then after just listening to it so many times and just thinking about, I don't know how detailed and intricate it is, how, just how they've captured the sound that's, that sounds like it's 80s, but it's, but they've really modernised it in a way that's really accessible. I don't know. I'm not really saying much. Just kind of wanking on. But they're good. I like every single song. And I've said that already. But I can't say that about every album. It's like it's like London Calling. That's a really good album by The Clash. And every single song in that album is great. And you know it's a great album. When there's not a single moment that you feel bored. Like that is... Mm. That's an album that's really struck you. Diamond Dogs by David Bowie is another one. Um, and uh, you don't see that all the time. Like often I have artists where I like a few of their songs and then I'll skip all the rest of them. Do you guys have Totally, yeah. yeah. And that rare yeah. moment when you find that album is great. Really is just, yeah. Just play it on repeat. Totally. And it's just like a great consistent experience. You don't have to keep skipping songs. Oh, it's so great, <laughs> isn't it? Like going for a long drive or something. Yeah. Okay, my third band. You've had three. I haven't. I've, <laughs> I've talked lovingly about one of Kathy Allen's bands. <laughs> my third band maybe somewhat controversial amongst us though Best Coast you can take the floor Alan, Alan is shaking her head no Kathy has walked away from Kathy the microphone Kathy doesn't know enough to say okay Best Coast I like a couple of their songs for a start I really like their name <laughs> it's a good name it's a good name I thought it was a good thing going on they are fronted by Bethany Constantino and they came to fame with some really like lush kind of dreamy indie pop chill wave kind of music mm. and have since been a bit more mainstream in their sound but they are notorious for having songs with really simple choruses 
we get a nice easy verse and then the chorus is like one line repeat over and over again and I used to really enjoy the songs but I didn't get really bothered when I would notice that that's the same formula for each song mm. but then I heard them talking about some of the musical and song exploder podcast where the um guitarist Bob Bruno was talking about how Bethany has this real habit of making very simple chord structures sound really complex hey that's cool when I was thinking about that I realized he was totally right and that's why those simple songs are so engaging because there's little twists of things that you just don't notice really grab you you don't notice them because they're so well done and executed that's cool and some of her lyrics really speak to me a lot and so Damn it, I like Best Coast, and I'm not afraid to say it. Good on you. Um, I just wanted to make a correction on what I said about Lower Dens. It's also interesting to talk about gender fluidity. The lead singer is actually gender fluid or non-binary. Fantastic. Wow. So, uh, I'm cool. sorry about my pronouns, but I wasn't sure about it. I had a feeling. Thank you for checking that. That's actually gender, makes them gender fluid. Really even singer. more awesome. Yeah. <laughs> I want to add to my list of synth pop. A while ago, I realized that not only do I obsess about bands because they remind me of certain people or times in my life, but also I had this trend going on without me knowing it of being really into synth, synthy sort of bands that were a duo <laughs> who produced it. Just two people behind all the music. And there's one band called Six June who I got completely obsessed with lately and just totally indulged in them and they're great i recommend checking them out if you like that sort of music cool, cool i will i'll also point out that best coast are also a duo fantastic there you go i don't know they are oh okay interesting we have this tradition at our new year's eve parties where we play our song of the year before midnight and this year my song of the year was feeling okay by best coast which is a song that has very simple rhymes to be honest <laughs> but the way those rhymes are presented in the song just really speak to me. Good on you. It's catchy as well. Mm. I mean, I'm not saying it's Kate Nash. <laughs> Best Coast have a posse. I mean, I really like Grimes, but I feel like everyone really likes Grimes. Yeah. And I also, I really like FKA Twigs. What she does is really interesting. Mm-hmm. Again, quite synthy and quite dark. Hits, hits you. Hits you right there and like makes you think yeah. about things. And she's got a a very good stage presence as well. Yes. Yeah. We saw FK Twigs play at Laneway a couple of years ago and we were on a horrible clashing time schedule. Where we agreed to only with Saint Vincent, who with was Saint really great. Vincent. We agreed to only watch like ten minutes of FK Twigs before running over to Saint Vincent, who annoyingly started late. But <laughs> I had never heard FK Twigs before. My first experience was her live, and I was really kind of entranced by it. it yeah, she's she's really great at what she does. She really has this kind of. Oh, I, I read an article about it. She has kind of like a witchy aesthetic. Nice. I think there's yeah. been like a whole genre based around yeah. um, what FKA Twigs does. You I think it's called it like me. is it witchcore or something like that? Like it's honestly like a it's like a whole new music genre because what like all of her video okay. clips. Um, Purity Ring is part of that. People of, and churches have put them all together in this new little genre, uh-huh. and I'm going to look it up right now. Yeah, it's to do with using supernatural symbolism, and they compared a lot of yeah, female musicians and what they were doing with their work, and said that there's this kind of new trend in aesthetic and appearing kind of witchy or occult and influenced, and it's to kind of scare people. Or to be quite intimidating. 
So okay. yeah, they're they're definitely not holding back in terms of being demure. They're, they're being very much strong and scary and in your face. It's kind of hard to explain. What... It's really taking on the image of the powerful <laughs> feminine and showing that yes. femininity can be really strong, basically. Yes. Yeah. It's, it's, so it's quite a positive thing. Thank you. You're okay. welcome. You, you took over then. You're just reiterating what you're saying. No, you, it was very articulate. I appreciate yeah, that. Yeah, we were better than what you were saying then. Thank you. I was <laughs> saying today, in a perfect world, everybody would be like Kathy. Wouldn't that be a great world to live in? Oh my god, everyone would be so polite. <laughs> if they're twinks, when it came time to leave, Alan said, okay, well, we got to go because she was a big fan. And I even, I said no one more song because I was really enjoying this format that I'd never seen before. Then we rushed over into the arms of St. Vincent, who is also a total badass. That was an amazing performance who too. designs her own guitar even. <laughs> That's her own choreography. The choreography is amazing, yeah. It was just a great show and she's got such the a great so... attitude to life and yeah. spirit. Shout out to Annie Clark. <laughs> Asked on Facebook for some female-fronted bands that people like at the moment. And we got some great feedback. So Leilani recommends Perfect Pussy, Sheer Mag, Frankie Rose, Downtown Boys, Y Oak, and X Hex. Jessica recommends Saint Etienne, Zola Jesus, The Bell Game, Mr. Twin Sister. I've heard none of these. Jono recommended, hey Jono, Bratmobile and Metric. Bratmobile? It's a good name. Oh, I love The Kills. Madeline recommended The Kills. Jed recommended White Lung, Savages, Slater, Slater Kinney. Slater Kinney. Yeah, they're a big deal, aren't they? A lot of people love them. Yeah. And then James recommends Transvision Vamp. And Georgina recommends The Raincoats, The Tiger, Churches, Shonen Knife, and The Go-Go's. And Layla recommends Empress Of. Georgina also recommends... Tom Tom Club. L7. JJ Fad. T. Gray and Bunny. Should we know that one? Bana- Bikini Kill. The five, six, seven, eights. <laughs> Dear Hoof. Robotnica. X Girl. Oh, these are some NZ ones. Look Blue. Go Purple. The Coolies. Coco Solid. Cortina. And Dan recommends Bally. Uh, Katarina recommends Dragonette. What if these are just made up names? What if, what if like one or two of them are just made up? Oh, somebody said Fleetwood Mag, of course. Another James says Fleetwood Mag. Fleetwood Mag is great. Thanks everyone who wrote to Jaslyn. Yeah, thank you. Thanks for listening. <laughs> and go listen to these bands that we've mentioned because your life will be better and will make your day better. We'll do a personal shout out to you in the podcast if you can make a um, playlist of everything you've all of the bands that you've heard about on this podcast. Do a whole segment dedicated to you. <laughs> Thanks so much for listening. If you have any comments or questions, please send them through to highexpectationspodcast at gmail.com. Check us out on SoundCloud, iTunes, Pocket Casts, or wherever you enjoy podcasts. See our Facebook page for details at High Expectations Podcast or on Twitter at High X Podcast. Have a great week. I was listening to the Great Albums podcast this morning. Yeah. And they were covering a John Lennon album called, I don't know, Waters and Bridges or something. It was one I'd never heard of. He was rhyming all right with like night or fright or something. He's like, it's all right. Whatever you choose the night, it's all right. And the previous song was the same kind of rhyme. I thought, how basic bitch are your lyrics, John Lennon?
It's like mid two thousands Billy Corgan shit. It's your late two thousands Billy Corgan shit. Why is um, no one ever talked about this before? Because no one cares about like Beatles post Beatles. No one cares about obscure John Lennon albums. Mm. Except Brian. Shout out to Brian. 